Welcome back, everybody. It is another episode of Touch by Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, and I'm here with your hosts today, Barbara and Bibi. Hi, Barbara and Bibi. Hello. Hi, Chris. <laughs> so great to have you. I'm so excited to hear about this uh, card deck you've been working on. But I, b- before we get there, let's just create a little context, shall we? Um, how did this Messages from the Ridge card deck come to be? Like, where did this all start? Yeah, I'll take that one. Um, so for me, it started almost eight years ago at this time of the year. It was the May Corps that was in Virginia, the second one that Carolyn had. And Melissa challenged me to channel a message from the horses. Mm. Um, now, bear in mind, I had never channeled in front of anybody. I never even considered myself a channel. So that was a real challenge. Wow, yeah. um, so I did. And then um, over the next year, that began an opening for me where uh, horses started communicating with me, not like animal communication, but, you know, sharing, you know, purposes and messages. And then the, I did a road trip and that year, particular year, um, they had, uh, the horses were sharing with me what they considered their vision at each of the locations and, you know, what their purpose was. Then I ended up taking a class on purpose. And one of the projects was to do, a particular thing of finding the higher purpose. And I was kind of challenged by my group, my peers, to do it on the horses. And so I invited um, Barbara, uh, Barbara Brockstroman, and I invited Ashar Morris. I'm naming their names because they're not all here with us. Yeah, Vicky Tureka yeah. and Ree Butler, and then myself. And so the five of us uh, worked on the project to find the higher purpose of the horses. And then on our own, we continued. Uh, We met every month. And um, so one of the things that came out of it was beginning to pull together messages. And then um, we discovered that a card deck was in order. So it wasn't something that we saw at the beginning. We just ended up doing that. (laughs) Right. From the beginning, it it sounds like it was about um, understanding and then relaying Mm-hmm. Uh, the higher purpose of the horses, They're, uh, right? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yep. So, so my project. And so that once we did that, the quote project was complete. Uh, however, we kept going. Huh. And uh, that's where the, the card deck came from. Totally got it. Yeah. Bar- Barbara, tell me a little bit too about um, just because you, before we hit record here, you were talking about how horses weren't, uh, you know, just a vehicle. Um, Right, right. Um, Bibi and I had often talked about this. Um, I've been with horses most of my life. And um, a little bit of background. <clears throat> I was an Air Force um, brat, whatever, and, you know, got moved every two years. But my daddy would always let me bring my pony. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily for me, that became my source of um, going through a lot of change. And I could always go back to my horse or my pony, um, whether, you know, whatever was going on in my life. And there was constant change. Yeah. So Bibi and I had often talked about um, what I heard from the horses. And I just kind of thought everybody heard everything. Like the Mm -hmm. dogs talk to you and the cats talk to you and the horses Mm -hmm. talk. The other day, a bumblebee talked to me. Hmm. And Um. I'm like, um, Bibi goes, no, you know. You know, I'm, I've been told I, I am downloading. And um, mm. anyhow, we started talking about the horses, but Bibi and I had met while we were both students of Touched by a Horse. Mm-hmm. And um, 
then we graduated and, and the all five women in our group uh, are uh, graduates of Touched by a Horse. Mm -hmm. So uh, we use the equine gestalt method quite frequently to start gaining access to the horse. And, um, and then at one point, BB explained uh, what an avatar was. The only thing I knew about an avatar was, you know, the little green man in the, in the movie Avatar. And I was really reluctant. BB will know. I was like, no, I know this horse. It's not avatar. It's real. And she goes, yeah, avatars are real. <laughs> so we had to go through that. And then each one of us women waited um, and, until our avatar would arrive. And literally for over three years, we started writing the messages down. Um, whether uh, messages was, from? From our personal avatar. From Got it, group. okay, yeah. And all the avatars were, were equus. Got um, it. And all different shapes, mm -hmm. uh, ages, um, had different messages. It was mm. really intriguing, each one of us. And you did this so for three years? Three years. Wow. Yeah. On a and, monthly basis uh, or? Pardon? On a monthly basis? Yes. Wow. And there were times where we were like, we don't know what we're doing with this. We're, <laughs> we're just collecting this information. Right. Of course, Phoebe was using it for her part of her curriculum, but okay. we knew something else was going on as well. Wow. And um, so then at one point, it was decided that we would ask, invite our avatars to come together as a herd mm. and see what kind of dynamic process would develop. Um, and then the question was, can we speak to someone else's avatar? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. the question was, well, what color is your avatar and how big is it and how old is it? And does it matter? Mm. Wow. Um, and so once these avatars became a herd, then when we would, we'd either go to the ridge or we would have, um, when we would start up, we would, we would go ahead and, and, and each person would, would take the group with the herd to a certain mm. place. Inevitably, we started going down the, across the mountain stream or out in the hills, and then Vicki would bring us to the ridge. And what became not only apparent, not only were our avatars there, but once we reached the ridge, it was the whole greater herd. Mm. I mean, untalked, I mean, there at times these huge bodies would swirl, sometimes just one would show up, the others would stand back. So we learned about time, we learned about dimension, we learned about safe. Um, we learned that they were always there. But their yeah. message was clear. They wanted to to interact in a way to help mankind, right. and 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 allow us to recognize that only together can we be better, and can we serve each other. This is what I love about this work, where it's, like we said before, horses um, have a higher purpose. There's a higher, there's a bigger thing happening here than just riding a horse competing with a horse, using a horse in war, there's more than using horses, that there's actually wisdom, is what I'm hearing from you, wisdom that is getting passed on from horses, um, and even a message for us as humans, like there's, a, there's an opportunity for us as humans, if we can listen right now, that there is something that wants to be shared. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm getting from this conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What, tell me more about that, um, Bibi. You had mentioned that there is 
a higher purpose. What, what did you start to notice after three years? Like what was the purpose that horses were sharing? So horses um, are sharing that, you know, it depends on the avatar. You know, we found, for example, like the Shara's avatar, uh, which is Wilma Emma. Um, she speaks in capital letters sometimes, and you know she's the Earth Mother, very very grounded, and mm. is filled with love. So her messages mm. are around you know like love, mm. right? Um, Xanthus is um, an older horse, mm-hmm. and in fact, you know Barbara actually ran into a statue of Xanthos, you know when she was you know visiting a museum that took her rocked her world quite frankly, wow. Wow. and. Um, and so he talks a lot about leadership, all right? Um, Painted Two Feathers is my avatar, and he talks a lot about possibilities. Um, Vicky's avatar also talks about, you know, possibilities. Um, and Ree's avatar, um, not quite sure how I classify uh, Ree's avatar. But, you know, she's got actually has two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, one is an older horse and one is a younger horse. And, you know, so there's there's... Um, wisdom as well as playfulness that comes in there. And her message is much, much more, Ree's personal message is, is much more about bringing joy into life. Mm. So each of the avatars have their own, you know, flavor, spin, you know, whatever word that you want to use on it, message yeah. that they're looking at. And so um, my avatar can be quite pithy at times. And so, you know, we quite frankly edited out some of the things like, you know, <laughs> Like, you know, get it, get it, get it oh, you that's know. too bad. I wish, can we have a second, a second deck maybe of just a pithy <laughs> deck? Maybe would be great. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of like, you know, you can get happy in the same clothes as you get mad and angry in, you know, yeah. so choose, make a choice. Right, you right. Know? But that's, you know, so we toned it down a little bit, um, you know, on that. But it, it's, uh, so each one has their own thing and it all supports what their mission is, you know, in the purpose work, we've got an essence, a blessing, a mission, and a message. Yeah. And their mission is to unite the hearts of humankind and equus. And okay. so, you know, it's from, from my perspective, that's a lot of what we learned in this process. And to recognize that each horse has its own voice um, as well yeah. as each person. Let me, I want to ask about that because um, you both are, you've been in this kind of work for a long time. You both are deep thinkers. You're both very spiritual people. And so what, how was this experience a revelation for you? How is this any different or what did this show you that you didn't already have access to before? From my perspective, I'll let Barbara answer for From my perspective, one of the things that makes this deck unique, every deck, you know, I mean, it's my firm belief that every deck that a person creates, there's a court, you know, a collaboration between both the person and the, and the horse, mm. you know, because there's several horse decks that are out there. You know, Melissa's got one. Right, right. The difference that I feel has happened here that, you know, puts a different spin on it is the fact that it's five women and six horse avatars. That's mm. a lot of people in the mix, mm. a lot of entities, a lot of energies. Yeah. And so it's a collaborative effort. And working the collaboration is really, for me, was a learning experience. Because, you know, there are days, you know, quite frankly, I was not happy with the way things were going. Mm. Um, you know, I was kind of like wanting it to go this way. And, you know, other people wanted it to go that way. And so, you know, learning to work as a, in a collaborative team mm. was huge. Um, you know, be, being honoring and respectful of the space that each person needed you know, to bring in the information, 
to collate the information, to be honoring of the voice of the horse. I mean, that was one of our, you might call them uh, requirements, is that we would honor the voice of the horse as much as we honor the voice of the other individuals. Mm. So to me, that was a huge, 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 you know, learning experience is to be able to pull that together. And I, I feel that that's true for everybody, that I'm not speaking out of line when I say that all of us experience that. Yeah. Um, Barb, what, what about, you know, your particular... Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, being a person that um, usually works on her own, myself, uh, coming in as a herd member um, was a real challenge. And um, we also had to recognize within the horse herd, you know, sometimes there's one that isn't maybe quite meshing and they will go off and find another herd or leave for a few days and come back. Hopefully they survive and the wolves don't get them or something like that, hmm. but they come back. But we had to allow that interaction of being able to leave and come back and still honor them. Hmm. And the other thing, and Bibi would really keep us on task on this, um, when we'd get going or we'd get tired and you know, it's like, well, what other messages need to come through or selecting messages? Questioning whether it was my personal message of maybe something I was going through in my life and separating that from making sure it was truly Xantha's. And that's difficult. Your personality or your issues or whatever it is you're going through at that time can really get in, you know, um, mangled up in it yeah. and trying to separate it. Mm-hmm. So to keep the purity and the quality of the herd and what we were hearing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we didn't like what we heard. Yeah. Like when they told us, hey, about a year ago, you got to make a card deck. It's mm-hmm. necessary that others get to hear our messages. Not just, it's not just you. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, mm-hmm. we're sending messages out to others as well. They just may not be receiving them. Hmm. So you may be receiving yeah. messages from Equus and don't even know it. Right. Yeah. Or can't, or, you know, can't accept it. And that's what we're hoping to this card deck will be able to open that up. Hmm. And not only will you hear these messages from the rich, but you'll probably start getting other insights wow. associated with the herd. I love that. There's something in here. There's a couple of things that come up for me in this one is, um, how amazing um, there, there is our experience of ourselves as individuals. And this is where I think most of us live our lives from, you know, I'm going to produce a result. I have my own um, intelligence mm-hmm. and, and answers. Um, it's very uncommon to begin to experience oneness as a community or collective. We're used to experiencing oneness with ourselves, but that you for three years pulled this project together just really speaks to something on the cutting edge of what we get to experience as species, like as a people, like that you've had that experience now. And you, and I think you're passing that on through the deck. You're giving others a chance to experience a collective through the deck, which is so cool. Yeah. Collective consciousness. Yes. Yeah. And I really like to thank you for, you know, bringing that up, Chris, because this work is an extension of the work that I do, you know, in my, business you know my profession which is to is to acknowledge the fact that there's a consciousness in all things yeah and we choose to acknowledge it or not it's there yeah 
Right. And and to start, you know, working with people and educating them on the fact that there is that consciousness and that you working mm. in that unity and oneness. Right. And so this was a perfect example of yeah. of getting an experience of that, mm. you know, of working in oneness. It really feels like, um, in some ways, like like a new frontier in sorts. We've we've expanded and 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 pioneered the spaces of our individuality, and there's a there's mm-hmm. an opportunity now, an opening to explore what it is to create collectively, you know, like beyond government, beyond the the different ways that we tend to organize ourselves in community, but to do it from Mm -hmm. a place of oneness, not policy, procedure, right? But from a place of consciousness, which is really cool. That's a whole new place to explore if, if, if we could organize ourselves or connect with each other in a way that accessed that, that would be Amazing. What what could we create? Yeah. Who knows? Well, yeah. <laughs> and I and I want to bring other one one other really important thing that came up from from my background. I'm an engineer, and I say I went from my head to my heart mm. once I got into this program. Mm. But for me, in the beginning, it was difficult. We didn't have a spreadsheet. Mm. We didn't have the manager. Who's the data processor? Right. Who's the, and BB can attest to this. I, it was really hard for me not to know who was in charge of X, Y, and Z. Mm. But as things morphed, all of a sudden, one person would say, you know what, I'm going to take over the phone calls. Mm. Um, another would say, I'm going to go ahead and, and set up the scheduling um, in order for us to have our meditation. And then someone else, then once we were directed to the card deck, then we're like, well, who's going to do the artwork? And I scribbled some things down and everybody scribbled stuff down. And then Vicky's work just became beautiful. And Vicky said, I'll do the artwork. There was never anyone appointed to do anything. We allowed it. And, and believe me, at times, we're mixing it up. And I mean, it sometimes felt like it was going down the drain, not coming out. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah. then we waited. We had to learn to wait a moment mm. to present itself. And when it did, we knew it was right. And mm. that's such a huge lesson. Yeah. A huge lesson in corporations, businesses, families. They yeah. all can take in. You have to wait, and yeah. then it will present itself. And none of us want to wait, right? Right. Done. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's what's so compelling about this whole not not just the project, but but that the project was uh, a case study in an example of what this looks like and what's possible, you know, and how different this is. You know, this is a paradigm shift for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What so? So for those who aren't familiar with decks that much, like how, what is a deck and how do we begin to access what the deck wants to share? So what is a deck? Let's start there. What is a deck? Well, um, this is the prototype. Um, it's not going to quite look like this. So it's like um, a deck of cards. It's a deck of cards. But um, not playing cards with aces and spades and things. No, but no. You know. um, We had, like I said, hundreds of messages. We had to bring them down. And um, we each created the same number or selected the same number of messages. Mm. Um, And then we selected messages from the whole herd. 
So what you would use this deck is if, if you're pondering, hmm. uh, you need to have some insight other than maybe what your brother or sister or mother are telling you, hmm. or the internet's telling you, just unplug. Right. Sit and be present. Hmm. You don't really even have to ask a question because we know from Gestalt, we own all the answers. They're deep within, mm. but they have to be brought out mm. and exposed. Sunlight has to be put on them in mm. order for us to be able to find it. Yep. And that's what this deck helps people find that place where they can connect. <laughs> and it will either speak with them from a very specific place, or it may speak very broad. Can you speak to maybe BB take this one? Can like <laughs> what comes up for me is sitting with a deck and just rifling through like, nope, I don't want that one. Nope, I don't want that one. Nope, I don't want that one. There's a how do I need to show up to a deck in order to receive the message that is that is there? Yeah, so Barbara already, you know, mentioned it. It's like being present. You know, and part of it too is like, you know, having that willingness and that openness to allow wisdom to come to you. It's like mm. receiving your life, yeah. you know, having that ability mm. to receive your life as opposed to go out and pound it, the square pig into the hole to yeah. make your life, mm. all right? So what you have here is the deck, and it's just a matter of, as Barbara said, you know, you'd be present to it. Just take a deep breath, mm -hmm. you know, and just say, I'm open to receive the wisdom mm -hmm. that is given to me in this moment, mm. you know? And it doesn't even have to be that formal, yeah. It's just that, but it's that willingness to show up in that way, you know, that I'm willing to receive. And we thought that what we might do with this is give you an opportunity, uh, since you don't have a deck candy, to like pick a number, yeah. you know, such and such from the top or the bottom. Oh, and sure. then uh, Barbara will pull the card and read it to you. So yeah. there's no Fun. magic other than be there. Okay, okay. I just need to, hang on. I just need to adjust my energy. <laughs> uh, such a task-oriented man. Yeah. Hang on. No, okay, I'm going um, to bring you to the bridge, okay? So you can connect with the herd. Imagine yourself walking to the ridge, looking out into the vast wilderness. You are now on the ridge. Quiet your mind. Hear the distant heart hoofbeats. As they get nearer, their sound becomes louder. Let their hoofbeats sync with your own heart rhythm. Inhale deeply. Smell their essence as they approach. Observe some stand back while others come in close. Now reach out with your mind and your heart to the horses. There's no need to touch them. Just be present. They've come a long way to be with you, Chris. Their salty skin odor mixes with the fragrant air. Their eyes and their mane are wild from their journey. Wait for them to climb. Wait. Be still until you sense you are within their midst. Now extend your hand, take your time. When ready, seize your card. 
honor and respect the herd's message from the ridge. It is meant only for you. And do I tell you now a card? Mm -hmm. That feels right. Okay, let's go to the third from the top. Okay, I'm going to shuffle them. Okay. So they're not in any particular order. Third from the right. Top. Third from the top. Uh, from the top, yeah. One, two, and you want the third card. The third one, yeah. Okay. Wonder, written by Xanthos. As the new moon returns, the herd stands in a circle protecting the folds as they sleep. The stars sparkle against the deep blue sky. Whoosh. The tail of the horse comet blazes across the sky. See how wonder and awesomeness is revealed. Cool. I noticed some things for myself um, that there is, as you, it was so helpful to have you walk me through or guide me through getting present. Uh, I think we, I, I was fidgeting at times. So it was helpful to keep going because down the guided uh, meditation or just the guided path because I fidgeting. And I think uh, it points to something, I think um, where we in the human condition can get so, um, we, things are disposable. This this moment, the next moment, and we just burn through moments, um, looking for something. We don't even know what sometimes what it, we're looking for, but there's this panicky, franticky energy to try to find something rather than just a a resting in and a being with the moment. And that was really helpful to go through that. And then I love it. Just totally uh, when you got to the card, it just I was. I was in a place of not trying to find, I was just in a place of listening or receiving to your point, to, to your word. But that's very cool. That's very cool. Do you use the deck? Do you, do you all have a copy of a deck and do you go through it? Mm -hmm. And is it a daily practice for you? How do you use the deck? So one of the ways that I use the deck is like um, sometimes, you know, like I'm noticing that things aren't quite in sync, not quite in mm -hmm. harmony. And so mm -hmm. I can, I'll pull a card and, and just kind of get a read on what's going on. Mm -hmm. So like for right now, I just got the card divine timing. Mm -hmm. And that's really one of my huge lessons, mm -hmm. you know, as Barbara talked about, you know, like waiting for it and that there is a divine timing and, and we do need to learn to wait for it and listen mm -hmm. for the message that it is the right time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'll say, Oh, okay, I'm being a little pushy. I'm wanting things to come out a certain way. Mm. So by waiting for divine timing, then, you know, it's like I can take a deep breath and go, okay, allow the timing to show up. So that's one way, mm. you know, to use it. Um, another way that I use it is like if I've got, you know, want to ask a question and just kind of get, you know, all right. Um, you know, like one of the things is like, what message would I, you know, would like to show up today for me? Hmm. Okay. And so then, you know, just pull a card and look at that. Um, hmm. Those, you know, a couple of the ways that, you know, I use it. Um, I don't practice reading so much. 
I have done, you know, like tarot readings, sure, not sure. because I'm a tarot, but, you know, like here's the book that tells you how to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I've done things like that. I haven't done any of that kind of stuff with this. It's just basically, you know, be a way of presencing myself Yeah. and, and slowing down. Mm-hmm. So, Barbara, how do you use it? Um, well, in, in a lot of ways, absolutely, when I become discombobulated, Mm. that need to just sit and be present. Um, sometimes I just can put my hands on the deck. I don't even have to mm. read one of the messages. It, 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 like I said, once you get used to it, it opens up to you. Um, the other thing is meditations in the morning. Um, I find I go through some books and or different meditations and I want something different. Mm. Um, this is a great way to wake up. A great way to go to sleep at night. Yeah. It's a positive uh, affirmation that's been placed on your heart. Hmm. Um, I also use it. I, I um, am in the process of grieving the loss of a husband. Hmm. And um, this deck has become very uh, close to me hmm. um, because it, it does still me and, and quiet me and allow me to have much gratitude for the whole universe. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, yeah, that's beautiful. You mentioned before, <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, also you had mentioned before we hit record that sometimes families can use it to Absolutely. have conversations or to have. Setting, um, you, could, you could all just decide after dinner, pick a card hmm. and you know, sometimes the teenagers, they, don't, they can read it, but they don't want to say what it means to them. And that's okay. Yeah. Because you can have one card for the whole family, hmm. or each one could pick their own individual card that they need to carry. What message do they need to carry with them right now hmm. in the family herd? Hmm. And just knowing what your child has heard or listened to or your spouse. Mm-hmm creates a new uniqueness of, of closeness and awareness. Yeah. And um, it can be very special. And the messages are short. Yeah. Simple, this is thing. That's so good. Bibi, what were you going to say? Yeah, one of the things that came up in this process um, that I wanted to share was the emphasis on language. Uh, you know, there's a lot of information going around about, you know, watch your language. That's the thing that you're creating or what have you. So there was an emphasis that was placed in this deck to approach things from a positive way, as opposed to, you know, instead of don't do this. So there are very few of, you know, what I would call don'ts and stop and what have you. That it's that, and that was one of the things that, you know, the horses really wanted us to pay attention to was the way that we framed the language around the message. Mm. And so I really wanted to share that. Um, since I know for me, it was kind of um, difficult at times <laughs> to, to, to let go of the rooting and the, you know, stop, don't do this and what have you. Yeah. Um, because what you're doing is stopping the energy before it ever flows. Right. right. So, you know, to, to be open to, Framing it in a positive way was really powerful for me personally. Yeah. And I think it was true for everybody. Mm-hmm. I love that there's, uh, there's always a message to be yeah. received. And yeah. sometimes we don't even know 
I think it's maybe even sometimes the best ones are the ones that come out of left field, the ones we're not expecting. And um, I love the having something like a deck as a medium or a tool, a, a, a way to interact with this wisdom. T just takes me even more out of controlling it. Do you know, mm -hmm. like if I want to go look on the internet, I'm going to go search for a very specific thing. I'm trying to control to find a very specific answer. Like, there's very, but this is like, it takes that controlling energy out and allows yeah. something new yeah. to come in, you know? And I just love that. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Really powerful. Well, I, I can imagine people who have gone through this conversation with us would want to, would want to find out how to get the deck. Like where do people go to learn more about this deck and in this work? Yes. Um, so we have a website called um, messages from the ridge dot com. And um, because there's five of us that are involved, and I just want to mention their names again, Ashara Morris, Barbara Broxerman, uh, Vicky Jerica, and Reed Butler, as well as myself. Uh, so on there will be a page that will, first of all, tells a little bit about each of the avatars as well as the people. Yeah. Just a couple lines, and I'll ha there'll be um, contact information on there for each person. And right now we're in the process of, you know, after the COVID pause yeah. or getting mm -hmm. near the end of the COVID pause, we hope. Mm -hmm. And so we need to finalize things with the publisher. So if people go out there to messagesfromtheridge.com, um, there's a place to sign up so that we can notify you when the decks nice. will be available. Beautiful. And, uh, well, you know, once we get everything worked out from the printer, um, you know, post-COVID um, supply chain things, then uh, we'll be able to, you know, provide the decks for people. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Barbara and BB, thank you so much for this. This is a lovely conversation. I really enjoyed where this went, wound up, where it went. Yep. And, <laughs> and it's Never amazing work. Thank you for guiding us, Chris. And <laughs> thank you for yes. the work you're doing for, you know, Touch by a Horse and all of the graduates that are out there. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's such important work. I just love it. So I yeah. love being connected to it. Well, thanks to both of you. Um, again, all of you listening can go to messagesfromtheridge.com uh, until when I see you sometime in the future, BB and Barbara, all my best. Same to you, Chris. Thank you.